Welcome to Parent Talk Podcasts, where experienced parents and expert guests give tips and tricks on making parenting a breeze. Well, at least a little easier. Now here is your host, Genevieve Kyle, and co-host, Heather Fox. Hi everyone, and welcome to Parent Talk, broadcasting out of the greater Vancouver area. We're here to inform, educate, and support parents from the early years and beyond. Our show, it's a great way to expand your village and fill your parental toolbox with as many resources as possible. I'm Genevieve Kyle. I'm your host here on Parent Talk, as well as on the Parent Bar, which is our French edition. I'm 43-year-old, and I'm a mom of two boys, Alexandre, who is getting close to three, <laughs> and Nathan, who is a one-year-old now. I'm here with my co-host, Heather Fox. Hi, Heather. Hello, everyone. Yeah, so I'm co-host of Parent Talk. I am 41 years old and mom to two little ones. Hudson is two and a half, and Madeline is four months old now. Awesome. Today, we are talking about cultivating flourishing children with Paul Pahil all the way from Budapest. Paul is an European master practitioner of applied positive psychology. Welcome, Paul. I'm really, really happy to be with you today. Oh, it's lovely to be here and thanks for your hospitality so far. You lovely ladies and thanks for all your personal touches. Oh, thank you, Paul. <laughs> Paul is hosting this wonderful workshop here in Vancouver. And Heather, I would love it if you can talk a little bit about it with us. Yeah, so um, over the last few weeks, Paul has been hosting master workshops in the Flourishing Child program. And this is for parents and educators. Um, so there's already been, the last two Saturdays, already been two workshops, but there is still one more. Um, that is this coming Saturday. And some of the benefits that children are going to be able to receive after, you know, their parents and educators are going to be going through this program and picking up some wonderful information. Um, things like regulating their own emotional states, um, things like soothing themselves when they're upset, um, calming themselves down when their heart rates are faster, um, having to be able to focus better um, and focusing their attention better, relating better with other children, and of course, understanding people and fostering relationships. Um, so all these wonderful things are going to be great benefits from this workshop. And if you are interested in going to this workshop, it is here in Vancouver, and it's going to be held at the Creekside Community Recreation Center. And that is this Saturday, July 27th, and tickets are available at Eventbrite. Sorry, that's eventbrite.com. And Paul, can you tell us a little bit about the journey that brought you here? Yes, well, people always say the journey is the most important. And um, and I believe in this because in 2004, my sister and I set up Hungry for Learning. Yes, Hungry for Learning, a highly innovative consultancy applying positive psychology principles to support communities, including parents, leaders and teams to flourish. I've been working with my sister since 2004, who's an, an experienced educational psychologist who in January completed the first flourishing research program in the world involving children, parents, teachers, and also in a school. The research shows that staffing children will only flourish when they have access to their human rights. Did you know there's 42 articles relating to children's rights in the United Nations Convention on the Rights of Children? There's also 
a children-friendly version to support children with their understanding. It is vital parents and educators familiarise with themselves and, and empower their children to understand their rights. Adults should know their rights too. And from my experience, most adults do not know. So children need to understand their rights and that way they can understand other children and how other children should be treated and improve their self-worth and develop that. Paul, when I hear you talk, I hear positive psychology, I hear flourishing. I want you to tell me what is positive psychology and what does it mean, flourishing? Yes, the science of well-being, science of positive psychology, the science of flourishing was founded by Martin Seligman and Mihai Csikszentmihalyi in 1999 because psychology had focused too much on what was wrong and what was missing in people. Positive psychology wanted to readdress this balance and discover what are the conditions for people to flourish, hence to be at their very best, and how can people discover what they love to do and how they can contribute to the communities they lived in. Flourishing um, is when an adult is experiencing low level of negative emotions and a high frequency of positive emotions as well as developing relationships and fulfilling their sense of responsibilities. The flourishers live nine years longer but not only that they are creative, they're innovative, they have clear meaning and purpose in their life and they are engaged at home at work and in their leisure. So consequently, flourishers feel good, they function well, and the true meaning of a flourisher is the one who gives back to society. Because you can you cannot flourish on your own. We need to create an environment so other people flourish and then bring other people up. And that is an upward spiral, which is happening all the time. So flourishing is the real goal of positive psychology. So, Paul, is the way a child perceives happiness is dependent on the way parents perceive happiness? Yes, it's an excellent question. For example, if a parent's version of happiness is running around, stressful all day, wearing diamonds and carrying the latest designer bag okay then the child's version of happiness will also be similar it's going to be difficult to lead to experience true happiness and fulfillment like this if parents are living in such a scenario the biggest loss will be to their child as they will not sense that through growth and find, through finding meaning, that happiness and fulfillment are achieved. Wealthy children who never learn their behaviour, both, both good and bad, has consequences. Good behaviour should be recognised and reinforced, whilst irresponsible behaviour must also have consequences that are age-appropriate. 
the lack of consequences has the potential to sabotage the child from becoming a responsible adult, one with a positive life purpose. Unfortunately, these children hear words and observe actions that, that, that they will remember as they grow up. These are the memories that shape young adults' behaviour. This sense of privilege has the potential to rob youth of the aspirations of finding positive life purpose and potentially uh, affecting society. In other words, it undermines social well-being. Also, being instantly gratified will not serve children. It actually works against forming habits of developing a child's mind that will lead to a flourishing and successful life. This is well known thanks to the famous marshmallow experiment that was conducted in the 1960s and 70s. In this experiment, a child was given a choice between reward provided immediately or two small rewards if they waited for a period of 15 minutes. In the follow-up studies, the investigators found that children who waited for their rewards tended to have better life outcomes. So be mindful if you're a parent raising your child by giving them everything and anything they desire. The ability to delay gratification is an important habit for a child. To summarise, if your child is being raised, having all of his needs met with no effort, with no discipline, then you are robbing your child of an essential mind habit. So how would you describe an optimal relationship between a parent and a child? Okay, so... Um, an optimal relationship is because lots of parents try to be perfect and this is a high pressure and expectations in the societies that we are living in so the key in my opinion is how attuned the parents are to their children or to their child the process of attunement allows the child to have a good relationship with the parent and with other people. Okay. If the parent is able to respond to the child's emotions, to the child's feelings and to the child's mood in the present time, this involves the parent interacting sensitively to the child or to the children and developing a connection based on empathy, which is a genuine connection, which is a heartfelt connection. This kind of connection can be summarized as like a dance, like a, a sense of dance, a sense of attention and gestures which are taking place between the child and the parent, a kind of synchrony, like a bi-behavioral synchrony is taking place. And this is the way that the parent can actually regulate 
um, the child, to co-regulate the child's emotions. So the co-regulation needs to happen first, so the child then can regulate its emotions independently without the parent. If this takes place, then the child will have good relationships at school and outside school and achieve good results and achieve higher level of academic, academic achievement. Of course, if this doesn't happen, then the child feels a little bit lost in relationships and has problems and difficulties as an adult forming genuine relationships and heartfelt relationships. I'm sure Paul, Heather and I, we all have noticed that family are busy and busier and busy, busier. <laughs> you know, it doesn't end. Yes, children are very overscheduled these days. Overscheduled. Yeah. And it's kind of getting a little bit like crazy, a little it's too, too much. much. <laughs> too much, right? It's too much. Paul, do we need to engage and entertain our children all the time? What do you think? It's important to plan suitable activities to engage our children children but they should not have a complete timetable of activities they should be space for some downtime whether their minds wander and daydream research has shown that daydreaming has a crucial role in developing children's creativity social skills and school performance there's a lot of research to show that research showing that daydreaming is connected with heightened creativity healthy social adjustment and good school performance also leading research shows that having imaginary friends benefit children's language skills also boost their performance at school and also the children who do not get enough downtime there and and get too much online time or tv time produce work which is tedious and work which is not creative i gotta say paul i do agree with you i am myself very careful with the amount of screen time my children gets and i think there's more and more and more researches proving that reducing screen time is a must now in this day and age. And now we know a little bit more, right? Mm -hmm. So my next question for you, uh, Paul, is um, do children often say that their role models are their parents? It makes absolute sense for children to cite their parents are their role models because usually the family system is the first system that they are brought into and they experience and they normally experience a, a range of positive emotions and behaviours undertaken by their parents and the family. Eventually, they will belong to different systems, schools, clubs. They'll be introduced to other role models such as peers, teachers, mentors, coaches. Although there is no age limit when a child responds to role models, research shows that adolescents need to be exposed to people who demonstrate positive and particular characters in a distinguished way. As adolescents, uh, which showed uh, in the research, showed that they lack contemporary role models. For example, this was the biggest influence in my life, 
For example, when I was uh, 10 years old, I started to do karate. And my first teacher, he had an amazing character. He was really, really creative. Then my next teacher, he was very, very courageous. And then when I started training with the Japanese master, I learned leadership from him. I carried on training for 25 years and I was learning from world champions and they were introducing me all the time to different characters. These are the characters that I learned from because they were my role models. And now I'm a combination of all those role models together in my own authentic way. Excellent. Paul, what do we do if we have a key person around our child that is not promoting flourishing in our children or with our children? Well, I think it's, um, you know, flourishing is not an idealistic state, okay? We're born to flourish. Our birthright is positivity. So, you know, we don't need to worry, for example, when there is a child or an adult or a teenager demonstrating um, behavior which is not pro-social because in a way we need a kind of reference to also show that when a child's behaving well that we reinforce their behavior but also when someone's behaving badly they kind of acts as a reference point. So we don't need to emulate bad behavior, but we can use it in a way to demonstrate when a child's behavior is good. So we can't be all good, okay? And yeah. that's not what flourishing is about, okay? Children will have, will sometimes behave indifferently or not pro-social, but we need that as well. So we don't need to have a mindset of a perfectionist mindset or a fixed mindset about this. We need to see that this is a dynamic process and things which are happening naturally will not grow in a straight line. There will be upwards and downward spirals and that's, that is the process of flourishing as well. I love it. So... What do you think of parents having high expectations towards their children? Well, I think uh, it's not easy for parents not to not to have high expectations because parents are working really hard. They're really making themselves putting themselves under sacrifice. They feel that they need to do this for their child and need to do this for their child, and they think they should do this and they should do that. And that, of course, that's the choice of every parent. But it's important that the child parent is aware of their own emotions, of their own feelings. And that's very important that because if they are not aware of how they are feeling and what emotions they're experiencing, then they will pass it on to their child. So if I'm feeling angry, it's going to affect my child. If I'm feeling stressed, it's going to affect my child. 
So it's better for the parent to understand their own emotions. This is a meta approach that we are using that we really fundamentally believe that to flourish, flourish children or to cult, cultivate flourishing is important. Also, the parent is conscious and mindful about what they're feeling in different, in different times of the day. If the parent is rushing to pick up their child, how will they respond to the child's emotions when they see them? They will respond the, you know, in a loving way, of course, though they will also bring stress to that situation. They will make mistakes in that situation. They will make errors when we're experiencing stress. They won't be able to see the wood from the trees. So consequently, if that's happening, then we will pass it on to our um, children and we will expect much more from them and we will not see the child's strengths we will not see the child's talents we will not identify when they're sad or tired or hungry or disengaged so we will not be able to respond to that process of attunement that I mentioned earlier. We will not have that cognitive flexibility, the repertoires to respond in that moment and feel what our child is feeling. Going back to the question, that means that the expectations, we will not have the right expectations for a child because we're not aware of when they're doing something well, when they're doing something when they're using their talents, we will not praise them right. You know, we will say, you know, many parents will say, oh, that was great, that was wonderful, that's awesome. You know, kind of superficial ways of motivating and engaging with your children. So if we are not feeling balanced and not aware when we're not feeling unbalanced, then expectations will will not match a child's personality, will not match a child's character, will not match a child's motives. We will say, you should do this, you should do this, you should study chemistry, you should study physics. We will not look at when they are excelling. We, won't, we will not notice when they are excited, when their body languages are open, when their eyes are expanding, when they're showing genuine interest. We will miss out on all the signs which are demonstrating the pathways that the child or that individual child should be following will be in a tunnel vision. That's so beautiful, Paul. Do you have a take-home message for the moms and dads that are listening to us? Because I can listen to you all day here, <laughs> but maybe do you have something for us? Yeah, well, I think, you know, parents and educators go through so much and we need to have a natural empathy and compassion and love for each other and be there for each other and if we can create that foundation that will be the foundation of your child flourishing we cannot flourish children on their own we need to create genuine relationships which are the cornerstones of a good community this is not theory my mother did this when i was young she had five children in five years 
and there were sometimes 20 children in our home and one parent and we had a ball of a time we loved being together when my father at the weekends used to take us to the park he didn't just take five children he took 20 children he believed that we should not spend so much time sitting at home he took us to the park and he took five six families together and we had beautiful emotions we had beautiful experiences we had obstacles as well but we all overcame them together this is something is the foundation of flourishing just like trees are in forests and they've been here for a long time thank you so much paul that's so beautiful heather where can we find paul so Paul, of course, is on all those great social media outlets, um, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And of course, his website is available in 14 different languages. And of course, don't forget our panel of experts on parenttalk.ca. All his information is right there for you. So you can definitely check things out. Thank you so much. Well, I want to thank you, Paul and Heather for joining me today. It was so much fun. I learned a lot. And if something, like if you heard something that resonated with you, go and find Paul and yeah go and check out his workshop this weekend yeah and one thing to mention is he actually will be back in six months time as well to continue this program and to be able to do the next part of the program you don't have to have done the first part there's of course ways to build on the program but it's like bite-sized pieces that you can learn a lot from individually as well so yeah, if I you don't that. get a chance to check him out this saturday definitely we'll be letting you know when he, he's back in town next time yeah awesome if you have a question or you would like to join us on our show as a guest or as an expert please visit the contact us section on our website at parenttalk.ca you can find us on instagram facebook twitter apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, or on any platform where you like to listen to your favorite podcast you can always subscribe on parenttalk.ca please take a minute to review us we want to know what you think and remember there's nothing more powerful than feeling supported by a community of parents and sharing your thoughts, ideas, and experiences. Parent Talk is a safe space for everyone. And thank you for listening and have a great week. Bye. The views and or opinions of the host and their guests are not necessarily those of Parent Talk and should not be considered as fact. The information offered is believed to be accurate, but is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice and should not be used for diagnosing or treating any health issue or prescribing medication. If you have any questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your child, please seek assistance from a qualified healthcare practitioner.